All right. Welcome to Industry Talk Podcast. This is Jazz, the CEO. I am your host and the creator of this wonderful show that you'll be learning to love later on in life. Um, this is episode one, but this is not the first episode. This is just the first episode for YouTube. Um, so today's a special episode because this is a get to know you kind of episode. And I also have my Instagram and my Facebook followers joining me on different devices. And now I am tuning in with you on my YouTube community. And hopefully this is a long standing relationship. I've never really been the one for YouTube. Um, never really knew what I wanted to actually put out on YouTube or, you know, use YouTube for. Um, but I think just bringing the things that I like to do and things that I love to do to YouTube is the best way for me to utilize YouTube. So I combined my wanting to be on YouTube with an already platform that I have, which is um, Industry Talk Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other streaming platforms. And we're just going to combine them together, right? So originally, Industry Talk Podcast um, was a podcast dedicated to the protector, right? It was dedicated to someone who worked law enforcement or um, taught firearms or did security, um, private detective work. And we kind of um, dive into different people who um, are in the industry, people who own companies, people who work in the industry, military personnel, police personnel, all kinds of things. And we kind of gave tips on how to do the job better or discussed, um, you know, situations, viral videos, and did actual interviews with people who are making a difference in the communities and these industries. Um, and we still are going to do that. Um, but not that I got bored with it. I didn't, I didn't get bored with it. Um, the show was great. Um, but I did take a break because I got bored with it. <laughs> um, I got bored of just sitting there, you know, asking questions. Um, and I think that's just not really my personality. I like I, I could talk for days, you know, when I feel like it, when I want to. Um, so I felt like it was starting to just become a and a an ongoing Q&A. And nobody, nobody wants to sit for 30 minutes to an hour for a long going Q&A. Now, some podcasts are great and that's how they go, but I think that's what I was doing with it and that's something I shouldn't have been doing with it. Um, I should have been getting a little bit more creative with it. And so, you know, now I'm getting a little bit more creative with it. So like I said in the beginning, um, I have my Instagram followers and my Facebook followers and they are actually watching the behind the scenes of me making this video for YouTube because I'm always talking to them and I wanted them to be included and know that I'm about to switch platforms as far as something that I used to call Monday Gun Day. So I used to get on my Instagram, my Facebook and talk about different subjects with firearms, um, teach different things with firearms, talk about different laws, talk about different situations with firearms. So not only am I combining my new YouTube series, my YouTube podcast and platform, but I'm also going to take something I do on live and now just put it inside the podcast. So this podcast is not going to just be about the industry of being a protector anymore, even though that is the basis of the podcast. But this podcast is now 
going to include two things that I do on a daily basis, two things that I love doing, two um, industries that I like to dive into, um, two industries that I like to learn more about, and also two industries I feel like go together. And if you don't feel like these industries go together, you might as well click off right now. But I just would like to say that they have a whole law enforcement department dedicated to these three things. So I know they go together because the government said so. And what are those three things? Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. ATF lifestyle. I've literally realized that I literally live an ATF lifestyle. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. So today's alcohol, today's firearm, you don't see it yet. And then today's tobacco is that. So different segments of the show, we'll be talking about the drink of the week. We'll be talking about the cigar of the week, and then we'll also be talking about the firearm of the week, right? Um, I do not change my firearm every day or every week, but I think um, I will be featuring maybe some articles or maybe some information about new carry um, firearms and new, you know, uh, rifles, shotguns, et cetera, that I find um, interesting. You know, it just depends, right? So, um also, let's let's do this as well. Um, I am also implementing a new segment where I answer questions. Um, I'm going to answer questions and not just answer questions that people drop in the chats. Um, YouTube, you can also drop it in the chat. If you have any questions, I'll read through them and answer them on next week's episode. I'm going to do this every Monday. Uh, there's an episode out every Monday, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and here and a bunch of other places. Um, but what I'm going to do is allow people to call in. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to allow people to call in. I'm taking notes from Frazier since I got his chair. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of that. So I'm going to drop a number and you can call on WhatsApp. And when you call on WhatsApp, I can bring it up on my computer and they won't see you. The guests won't see you. Um, I mean, but the viewers won't see you, but they'll be able to hear you. So this is not a private call. So if you call me, just know that you're live. If I'm going live on on my other devices, or if I'm going live just on YouTube, just know that everybody will be able to hear you. Right. So, um, and also if you see me looking to the side, I'm just double checking, making sure the recordings and stuff are going good, right? I'm, I'm new to this going live and YouTube thing, so I just don't want to, you know, mess it up or whatever. Um, and also, I got a brand new mic. I'm using a Yeti, so y'all got to let me know how that is. Um, so let's just, you know, dive into the good stuff. So the drink of the week, I think, is what I'm going to call it. Um, the drink of the week is Blanton's. As you can see, this has already been opened. I said what I said earlier. You know, it is literally my lifestyle. Um, Blanton's is a really good um, bourbon. It's it's just a really good bourbon whiskey, um, you know, single barrel, very well aged, you know, a Kentucky, a literal Kentucky bourbon. And um, I mean, the bottle is kind of magnificent. Like, seriously, look at that. Um, you know, eh, not so cost effective, you know, if you were not trying to spend over $60 for a bottle or not over, you know, a certain amount for a bottle, maybe blends isn't, you know, the thing that you want to do, but you know, I actually got this particular bottle, um, from a client 
I have my cup already ready. Yeah. Okay. So I got this particular, and today I'm not doing, um, we're not doing ice today. Um, that's just kind of, you know, how I'm feeling today. Um, but I got this, oh Lord, I got this particular bottle from a client, so I didn't spend too much. So cheers. If you didn't have hair on your chest before, drinking some of that blends will give you some hair on your chest. It's not a game, not a joke. Okay. All right. So, and I, and I know I'm supposed to be, you know, listening, but I haven't purchased, I haven't seen any headphones that I absolutely want and absolutely want to spend money on. So from time to time, I may just listen to my mic and make sure that you can hear me and I can sound, you know, I sound good or whatever and whatnot. So I'll be doing that from time to time. So don't be startled. Like I'm answering the phone for you because you didn't call. All right. Now, like I, I, I like bourbon. I like whiskey. I drink, right? But I really, I, I'm a smoker. I am a cigar smoker. Like I, I definitely drink, but I'm definitely, definitely a cigar smoker. So, all right. So what we have here, this is from Rocky Patel. It is a special blend and a special edition cigar. Why is it a special blend and special edition cigar? I'll tell you why right now. So Rocky Patel hooked up with the New York Tobacconist Association to make this special blend and to make this special cigar. You can only buy these cigars in Western New York. Where am I from? Western New York. I'm from Buffalo, New York. So it's very important to me that I supported this cause because apparently the taxes, the taxes, the taxes on tobacco is extremely high and crazy. And so this is raising funds to help fight against that really high tobacco tax that the cigar um, vendors and shops and whatnot are experiencing. So yes, that is what, um, you know, they're doing that's what they got going on all right i mean anytime you open this up you know it's good now i've tried this i've had several this is not a, a unboxing of a brand new box this is not oh my god these are so beautiful no um i have four left and i have to go home so that i can get some more um so here is what they look like on the inside oh, oh. I got to get me like a sound bar thing so I can like do claps and then I can do like sounds and stuff. I think that's really good for me too. All right. So I love when cigars come with like little ribbons and stuff and the tissue paper and the whole nine. Beautiful. Like this is a, probably a box I won't ever throw away. So we'll just leave that there. Ooh. Cellophane. So. Alcohol is the Blanton's. I picked the Blanton's because it's very rich. Um, I picked the Blanton's because it de it definitely has a sting to it, but it definitely dies down after a while once you get used to that. But it has a very rich taste. And um, smoking these before, I know that this is not a, like a heavy, heavy Maduro. Um, so pairing it with something that has a very rich taste and is a rich cigar, it, it, it's, it's actually one of my favorite or whatever, my favorite pairings. So 
this part right here, I'm going to just, you know, talk to my new cigar smokers. Um, so you take it out of the cellophane, you know, and, and, and you want to sit and you want to appreciate your cigar. Like you don't want to just crack it open, smoke it all the way down to the end and then go on about your, you know, day and, and go eat McDonald's. You want to take time. Okay. This is me telling you, you know, to take time with your cigar. Okay. This is, I'm getting, I'm getting up in personal. I'm getting up in, in your face. You want to take time with your stogie, okay? Smell it. Okay? Sometimes, depending on what you get, you might get a free taste. You might get honey, graham cracker. You know, you might, it's, it's, it's a lot of senses that a cigar can touch. And I've learned this throughout the last year or two, you know, going to different events, um, smoking different cigars. I mean, two different cigar clubs. It's just... And when you pair it with coffee or you pair it with whiskey, bourbon, tequila, whatever it is your drink, you'll also pull out different notes as well. So, you know, finding the notes in your thing, finding the notes on your, your cigar is all about you taking the time to actually smoke the cigar. Not just smoke it. It's not a cigarette. You're not just smoking it, getting a nicotine fix and throwing it out. Spend time with it. Because now it's making you spend time with yourself, right? And that's going to be the subject of my cigar portion of the podcast, right? For me, cigars are anxiety fighting. For me, cigars are some way for me to actually take time out of my day and sit and be quiet and focus on nothing. I'm just, I'm just smoking. I'm just hanging out. I'm just chilling. And a lot of times I'm doing it with myself. A lot of times I'm not even with nobody. I don't really smoke at lounges. You know, it's not really my thing. That's just, it's just not really my thing at all. So today we're going to spend time with each other, but we're going to spend time with this Rocky Patel. So I always, now this is going to sound really, really bad, but I already clicked on YouTube that this wasn't for kids. This is what you do first. You're going to wet the tip. Um, who I'm cutting with today is I'm cutting with my Calibri little spider cutter like that. And then I'm lighting it with my Calibri lighter. Now this lighter has been through hell. I dropped it. I didn't took it out the country. I didn't took it on boats, planes, trains, automobiles. And so it is broke down, but it is one of my favorites. So we're going to light with it today. It's live. So y'all getting the, the real deal me. Now I wet the tip so that um, the, you know, it's not rough and the moisture is good. Now what I do here is I do something called capping. So basically, you're decapitating the cigar. So what I do is something called capping. I'm capping it, and I'm twisting it around as I close in, and I just take off a little bit of the cigar. I'm capping it. I'm not, you know, taking off too much because I want to smoke the whole thing. I don't want to murder the whole body, right? So now you take that. Usually I toast it. So I'm going to toast it so you can see what toasting is like. I usually do the cigar in a circular motion. And then I do the lighter in a circular motion so that I can get the whole foot of the cigar. Okay. 
Then I take a couple puffs just to get it started. If I feel it's not done enough, you know, then. Do it again and now you can see the whole glow of the foot of the cigar. Now, if you're not watching me live and you're listening to the recording that I put on Spotify, then the foot of the cigar is obviously the bottom of the cigar. When I'm capping it, I'm capping just the tip of the top. And you can also see a line around the cigar so that you know where the actual cap is. You don't want to go past that line. And when I say cap, what you'll see is when you're looking at the rolling of the leaf of the cigar, at the top, there will be something that's not intertwined. There'll be just a little tiny piece that looks like it was put on top and crushed down after the making of the cigar. That's what the cap is. That's what I call the cap. So right off the bat, I'm tasting a little vanilla. Um, I've tasted a little spice. Let's bring the drink of the drink of the day back. So yeah, I'm I'm doing a little vanilla. I'm tasting a little spice. Number one question I always get when I'm talking cigars with someone who doesn't smoke cigars. Um, do you inhale it? Uh, no, you don't inhale it. Don't inhale. Don't eat the cigar. You're taking in the taste, the aroma, everything, and then you're letting it out. You're not inhaling it. This is a good cigar. Um, I do like this Vitola. I do like this ring size. Um, I don't really go too much smaller than this ring size unless I'm doing box press or something really short. It's in the morning. Sometimes in the morning I do short cigars because either I got somewhere to go or I don't want to be smoking that same cigar throughout the day. So I get a, a, a short cigar and that's kind of how I do it. All right, now that we got our basics um, out the way, what this podcast, what you can look forward to with this podcast, what we'll be talking about with this podcast, um, maybe I should tell you who I am because even though my Instagram, my Facebook knows who I am, you may be new to my YouTube page. Um, I think I have about 200 subscribers on my YouTube page. And they might have came on when I was doing something totally different. And now this is totally different than what they saw. So I'm Jazz the CEO, as you see in the title and as you see in the name. Um, I am the owner of After Hours Security. Um, we are a security firearm training, actually a security and training. I got to stop saying firearm training because we've added so many different training resources to our roster. So we're a security training and private um, detective agency in Maryland, all over Maryland. Um, we service all over. We also service DC, Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Um, we have clients in all different, um, all those places. Um, so yes, we are private detectives. We do private um, investigations. We do firearm training, active shooter training, de-escalation, situational awareness, 
and all kinds of things like that. Um, and then we do security, whether it is um, executive protection, um, whether we're doing security at a private event, we're doing security at a concert, we do all kinds of things. So I had to take a little smoke break. Okay. So yeah, so we do all that kind of stuff. Um, that's, that's, that's what I do. And then industry talk podcast is kind of another outlet for me to talk about all aspects of those things and to give some safety tips. So, um, what we all know is that it is February, it is black history month. So black history month, usually people dwell on the past. Um, I decided today, this morning, um, that I wasn't going to dwell on the past. My content is going to be for Black history, protecting Black women. I am going to take videos that I see where Black women are harmed um, or in danger or asking safety type questions. Um, I'm going to um, give tips um, of things that I've heard Black women say they're scared of, things like that. I'm going to take what I can see and hear in the atmosphere world, whatever, and I'm going to, you know, start giving black women tips on how to protect themselves in certain situations. Um, I love all women, right? But it's black history month. So the hashtag is protect black women. You know, we need to start protecting ourselves and stop trying to rely on other people to protect us. The hashtag is not to other people protect black women. That needs to be a hashtag to yourself. You need to be protecting yourself. You need to be making sure that you understand that no one is coming to save you and no one is coming to protect black women, but other black women or yourself. You need to be doing that yourself. So I am all for knowing that I am my own superhero and I am my own savior. I got to save myself. Nobody else is coming. So when I hashtag protect black women, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you as an individual. It's time for you to protect yourself. So that is what my content on my Instagram, TikTok, whatever is going to be about for Black History Month. That's what I decided today while I got up and I did my little run. And Lord knows I haven't worked out in so long, so I probably wasn't thinking clearly, but that's what came out, you know. So you want to make sure that you um, tune in for that and tune in for next week's episode. And I'm going to try to keep the episodes short um, 30 to 45 minutes. Um, cause I know my attention span, so I could just imagine other people's attention spans. Um, I mean, when you think about cigars too, right? Let's go back to that. When you think about cigars, you have to think about the way they're rolled and crafted, you know, hand rolled cigars, machine rolled cigars, they're rolled totally different than each other. This particular cigar by Rocky Patel, is a very well-crafted cigar. And I'm just talking about the way it burns. You know, check that out. The way it burns. Look look at that. And my lighter wasn't the best lighter. My lighter wasn't, you know, my flame wasn't the best flame. But look at that ash, right? Look at that ash. I mean, I wish you could feel the construction. You can kind of see the ombre, how it goes light to dark. That's what you're going to taste too, right? With that wrapper, that filler, that binder, Combine together the tobacco in this cigar. Really good. Mm. Okay. I have notes as well. 
I took the time to make some notes, right? All right, so this is what I want to talk about. Black History Month and my thing is protect black women, right? Okay, great. What does that mean, right? I said who should be protecting them, right? But what does that mean? That means you need to be living. Listen, listen, hear me out. You need to be living in a situationally aware, forward mindset kind of lifestyle every single day, every single day. Now, what I've often heard is things about fear. That is not what that means. And I've said it several times. I just had a whole masterclass where I had to tell people the difference. Okay. This is what I mean when I say, I mean that you need to live in a situationally aware for, that means when you wake up, the decisions that you make for your day about where you're going, what you're wearing, what kind of self-defense tool you're going to carry, how you're going to carry it, where you park, who you go with. All these things need to be based out of a foundation of being situationally aware. It has nothing to do with fear. Because if you're fearful, you're going to be moving out of emotion. We don't want that. We want you to be situationally aware and be, and be moving out of strategy, out of knowledge, out of training, out of all those things. So that's what I mean when I say protect black women. I mean, hey, black women, I'm talking to you. Hey, black woman, I'm talking to you. Hey, black woman, I'm talking to you. It is time for you to take your safety into your own hands. It's time for you to get in that karate class, get in that kickboxing class, get in that self-defense class. Hey, black woman, it's time for you to get into that firearm training class. It's time for you to take that firearm you bought two years ago and got the license for it, never used it and never trained. It's time for you to come on out and meet me at the range. Meet somebody at the range. Meet any instructor. There's a million of them. Meet them at the range. I don't have to be that person, right? That's what it means to me when I say my Black History Month is dedicated to protecting Black women. For centuries, for decades, forever, Black women have been disrespected, harmed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, by other people in our own, right? And so we're always kind of pushed to the side is what I see right now, social media, right? And the first time I really saw somebody going, oh my goodness, protect Black women is the Breonna Taylor. Great. I'm glad that that's what pushed you. But there's been a million people before her and who weren't shot and killed and disrespected by police. It was her own. It was neighbors. It was people around the neighborhood. It was, it was, you know what I'm saying? So it's time for you to say, I need to protect myself. And yes, I'm a 2A advocate. I love guns. I am a gun forward person. I got two guns sitting on the table right now. Yeah, I'm definitely, hey, go get your license. That's me. But you don't have to do that. You can carry a taser, carry a stun gun. I don't really recommend a stun gun, but people do it, blah, blah, blah. We'll go into that in another episode. You can carry a taser. You can carry um, pepper spray. You can carry a knife. You can do a lot of things that they have training for, they have classes for, they have tips for, that you can use as a self-defense tool. It doesn't have to be a gun. doesn't have to be a gun. Do I recommend it be a gun? Absolutely, because to me, a firearm is the only real equalizer between man and woman. Because my bullet don't care if it's a man or woman, but if you're trying to harm me, it's going to put whatever that is 
that's trying to harm me down. And that's all I care about. And that's what I'm going to drink to. So, whew, it hits you every time. It's so good, though. Now, when, it, when you have a, I usually have a rock. When you have a rock in it, it definitely takes the edge off. But I didn't do rock because I wanted to pull out all the notes that I could while I was, you know, drinking and smoking with you guys. I wanted to be able to pull out the vanilla notes and match it with the vanilla notes. In the, so I didn't do a rock. But I tell you, that spice, man, it takes a little bit to get used to. Lord have mercy. All right. But that is what I mean when I say it. So that's who I'm talking to. That's what I mean. Now let's talk about how to do it. Right? I gave you some suggestions already. I already said, you know, sign up for that class. You know, buy that piece of equipment. You know, use that license that you went and got and you wasted two, $300 on and now you don't use it. You know, and I'm talking to my Marylanders. Maryland people, you know, they go out, they get these these uh, licenses, and they decide, okay, I'm gonna get the license, but I'm not going to use it. I'm not. I'm gonna get an HQL. I'm gonna get a wear and carry. Um, I'm gonna pay for the class, but I won't turn in an application. Or I turn in an application, and now I have the opportunity to buy and train, and I don't buy and train. We gotta stop doing that to ourselves. We gotta stop doing that to ourselves. We need to think of ourselves as such a priority that our safety becomes a number one priority, right? So the how, how you do it is start thinking about the little things on a bigger scale, right? You need to be prepared. You need to be sitting with your back towards the door. When I first put this office together, what I was doing was I was sitting by the window, but I was facing out to the window and I'm home and I feel comfortable and I'm fine. But my situational awareness mindset was still going off to where my back's to the door. And that's a problem. So I switched it around. I bought new furniture. I bought new shelvings. I switched the whole room around, painted, did the whole thing, all based off the fact that I still felt boxed in, facing windows, and I still felt that I wouldn't be able to protect myself while I'm working if something were to happen. Somebody coming up the steps, they open the door, they're not going to expect to see me right here swinging the door. You know what I mean? So I just want you to understand that you need to put situational awareness forward, right? Like some of these police officers need to need to put uh, empathy forward and they need to put de-escalation forward. You're not there yet because you haven't even picked up your firearm. So I want you to put situational awareness forward, right? In one of my classes, a young lady told a story about how there was a shooting in the mall and she was happy that she backed into her parking space, that she parked near the store that she was going to be into, and that she knew where the exit was in the back of the store. She didn't even know that she was thinking situationally aware, right? But now think about that. If she had parked on the other side of the mall, she had kids with her, right? If she had parked on the other side of the mall in under, under a ramp facing forward, and all that panic, it would have been hard to get out. She wouldn't have been able to see. The kids would have been flipping out. She would have been hard to get to her car. So situationally aware is everything. What you wear, where you park, how you park, stores you're going into, you want to be close. Now, it seems like that's a lot to do, but it's not a lot to do. Because what happens is you want to make it muscle memory kind of thing. 
You want to be like, I live this way, right? Let's just take going to the gym. Not my thing. I was doing it for a while. Then I stopped. I'm going to just smoke my cigar, you know? So think about it in gym terms. When you start to work out and lose weight and live that lifestyle, it is literally a lifestyle change. You have to change what you wear, what you eat, your your hours of operation as far as work, kids, husband, wife, this, that, and the third, because you need to set a time for the gym. You need to set a time for meal prepping. You need to do this. You need to do that. So it's a lifestyle change. Being situationally aware and protecting yourself at all times is a lifestyle change. It might feel awkward at first because you're going to have to think about things that you never thought about. But in the end, if something were to come up, if something were to happen, you now have that muscle memory to where you're like right on it, right? Like some people look at my my brother. I have a little brother. And even before he was police, he was police, right? He didn't have to necessarily do a lifestyle change when he became police officer because he was already like that. He already walked like one, dressed like one, talked like And when I say like one, I mean you tactical pants and this, that, and just to go to the store kind of thing. You know, it's his casual t-shirt and pants, but you could tell he takes care of his body. You t- That's a lifestyle change, right? He has two lifestyles that he lived, the gym lifestyle and the situational wear and tactical type lifestyle. Now, you don't have to go that far, but you want to make sure that you take your safety as a number one priority. This month is the month for you to take your safety and make it your number one priority. That's it. That's the whole podcast right there. Today's podcast is about you, Black woman, taking your safety and putting it to your own hands and taking your hands and your thoughts and making yourself not an easy target. Okay, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to your mama. Talk to your sister. Talk to your daughter. I'm talking to you because I see so many of us think that somebody else is coming. Young lady in Detroit got shot with her kids at a store, minding her business for no reason at all, and died. Could she have stopped that? Maybe not. Right? Not here to debate that. But what I'm saying is, when I go to a, a store, a gas station, I usually don't, by the way. I don't get gas at night most of the time. I don't get air in my tires at night. You know, I will put somebody down, but I'm still a woman, right? I know I can fight. I'm not looking for it, right? I know I can shoot. I'm not trying to take nobody's life, right? So, you know, so... What I do is I don't do things that I feel like will put me in danger. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Great. But what you can do, two seconds before you actually get out the car, right? If you're living a situationally aware mindset lifestyle. What you can do is wait two seconds. Look around you. Look at the people at the pump. Look at the people parked in front of the store. Standing in front of the store. Most gas stations are all glass. Look at the store, see who's coming in and coming out. Is this, do you really need gas right now? Do you really need air in your tire right now? You can kind of scope out the situation before you get out because I guarantee you, if somebody's trying to do harm to you, they're scoping you out as soon as you drive on the parking lot. 
you got to counteract that. You got to counteract stupidity and, and evil with smart. Okay. You got to, you have to counteract that. It's those little things. Maybe she would have saw him staring at her. Right. I just watched the video 15 minutes before I got on live. And the video is basically a woman getting out of her car at a gas pump in broad daylight. And there are people at the other gas pumps. She gets out of her car while she's getting out of her car. There's a young man who's walking towards her, but he's like bopping. He's just moving real slow. You don't have a car, you know, he's just moving real slow. You don't have no bags. Those are things you got to look at. He's not getting out of a car or getting into a car. He don't have car keys and you don't have no bags. So you ain't buying nothing. You're not getting gas. I don't want to be around you, bro. I don't know what you're doing. And nah, if you're here to offer me weed or whatever, I don't need that either. I'm going to wait in my car till you pass by because I'm not going to be an easy target. So she does not. She does not take that as a red flag. She gets out of her car. She starts walking. She puts her keys in the hand closest to him. I know that, 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 that slam is going to sound bad in the microphone, but it aggravates me. It aggravates me. It's just like your firearm. You keep your elbow pin and you keep your firearm side away from the danger. Your purse, your keys, your other things. I have plenty of stories where I had to do that with my friends. Purse, turn it. And we'll get into that another time. But what you want to do is you don't want to have any of your valuables facing the threat. Right? So she had her keys in the hand towards him. She's walking. He starts to beeline it towards her in slow motion. She never looks up. She never changes direction. She keeps walking straight and he collides with her, picks her up by her stomach and torso and tries to slam her down and steal her car keys. And she was driving like a Malibu or something. Like, just think if you was driving something super exotic, right? He definitely killing you. You gotta pay attention to that stuff. You can't walk around in 2023 and not be situationally aware. Like I'm situationally aware that I'm talking so much that my cigar might've gone out already. And it has. So let's talk about that. Why I let you digest my rant. When it goes out, you have a couple of options. Say you were out and you, you know, you want to leave. You can ash it. And as you can see, I don't, I don't really ash um, while I'm smoking because I like to keep the fire and the flavor inside resonating, getting hot. That's my thing. But I got my ashtray here. You can take it. You could take your cutter and you can cut it down. So what I do is kind of cut it down a little bit that much. Not too much, but a little bit above where your burn line is. And I slice it. I'm going to do this one again. I mean, I'm going to still smoke, but I just wanted to show you. So you slice it over the ashtray. Now you take it to where it's just black. Right? Now you got it to where it's just black. Now that it's just black, you can stick it in a, back in the cellophane. You can stick it in a plastic bag. You can stick it in your cigar holder if you have one. I have several. Stick it back in your cigar holder. It's not lit anymore. It won't burn anything. And now you can save it to the next day, to the next time if you put it in your humidor. Or when you get home, you can just relight it. And now 
when you relight it, cutting it takes away that burnt charcoal taste. Trust me, if anybody's on here who smoked a cigar, you've tasted that burnt charcoal taste. So that's what cutting it does. Cutting it takes away that burnt charcoal taste when you're about to relight it. If you just leave that burnt in on and charcoal and, you know, the ash on, and then you try to light it the next day, you're going to taste all that staleness. And you don't really want that. You know, that's messing up that flavor. This is very, had spice on the back end at first, um, vanilla, but now I'm kind of, it's, it's very buttery, smooth. And then also, I like the way it feels. It's not too hard of a, a roll. It's um, not soft enough for me to like crunch it. Um, so it's kind of like Goldilocks, kind of just right kind of thing. I mean, Rocky Patel already makes a great cigar in general. Um, so if you've never had a Rocky Patel, you should try it. They have a serious collection, vast you know, I mean, all kinds of cigars, Bach Press, Maduro, all that. Those are my favorites. So I'm always going to say that, but they have all kinds of cigars. So you can kind of go and pretty much try any type of cigar and Rocky Patel has a rendition of it. So Rocky Patel is a company that I do recommend. Um, if you're just starting out to smoke, then you can try a plethora of Rocky Patels and you could probably get your palate down. Um, So that's what I mean with the situationally aware mindset. You definitely have to pay attention to your surroundings. And if you're not paying attention, stop what you're doing and pay attention. You can start right now today. You can start tomorrow. You can start soon as you leave your house, right? Um, and and this, listen, you're not alone in this, right? I'm going to read a statistic that I took um out of one of my favorite magazine subscriptions that I have. And we'll talk about that in a second. But in 2020, right, when the pandemic hit, we had that election, whatever. 2020, 8.4 million people became new gun owners. 8.4 million people became new gun owners. That's smart people, dumb people, crazy people, sane people, racist people, non-racist people, women, men, all kind of people. Right. Because I think people always think about crime. But there's some law abiding citizens who one day are going to become non-law abiding. You got to watch out for that, too. And that's what self-defense is. It's not just against criminals. It's against other people, too, because if you watch social media, there's a lot of people out here doing some crazy stuff. Neighbors acting crazy. The Pandemic made the crazy come out of a little bit of everybody. So it's not just you fighting against crime. You got to watch people around you as well. You know, domestic violence, you know, worker workplace violence. There's a lot of things going on. I mean, I could do a whole episode on schools. So there's a lot of things. But anyway, 8.4 million people became new gun owners. But here's what I want to dwell on. 40% of that 8.4 million brand new gun owners were women. 40%. That's close to half. 40% of 8.4 million people were women because those 40% of women understand that nobody coming to save them. They understand that police are reactive. 
they understand that the man next to them might not be that macho in a situation when it needs. They understand that if they live alone, they are their own savior. I'm praying while I'm shooting. I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to lay you down. You got to be your own hero. Seriously. 40% of those women understood that. So I'm talking to the other percent that never even became in the percentage because you didn't become a firearm owner. That's fine. Not here to push that on you. But I want you to know that it is time for black women to take their own safety into their own hands. Women in general have to take their own safety into their own hands. You have to. Because if you continue to live a life being oblivious to the fact that there are people who want to harm you, take you, steal you, and do all other kinds of things, then you are becoming an easy target. You are an easy target, and we want you to not be, right? So that's what it means to me to have a situationally forward thought process, lifestyle thinking, okay? Those are the examples of, of, of being situationally aware. And for me, um, I'll give you a story real quick. So me and my friend were just driving and um, she was driving. We weren't driving at the same time. That's weird. She was driving. I was passenger. My arm was hurting that day and um, I'm right-handed. So my arm was up like this and uh, like holding on to the seatbelt. And for some reason that weird, it it, it helped. It felt good. Um, so... She was driving. This guy starts to bop across the street. And as he's bopping across the street, he's getting slower and slower. And we're driving. We're getting closer and closer. And there's a stop sign a little ways behind him. We're on a one-way street. Thank you, Google Maps. One-way street in Baltimore City by Mondawmin Mall. If you're from there, you know. And we're driving. Now, this is broad daylight, right? So you're like, okay, it's broad daylight. You know, whatever. She's in a blue BMW truck. I mean... Everybody got BMW, so people do think that's super, super expensive if they're not driving one, but okay. So he decided this blue BMW truck was going to be his target. And I know that because his motions. He had one of those side bags. He put his hand in the bag and, you know, he uh, motioned like he had something in the bag. Now, key thing is I never saw it. I never saw it. Never saw the gun. Right. But when I saw him make that hand gesture, that motion, it immediately my hand, I don't know how I unwrapped from the seatbelt. Like, I don't know. But whap, my jacket flew back. Gun came slightly out the holster. Now, the key point to that is I knew the law and I can't just brandish my firearm out in the open just because I think somebody about to do so. So I didn't pull it because he didn't pull his. But he understood my motion just like I understood his. And he backed up. Now, that's the short rendition of the story. If you want to know the long rendition of the story, then you got to go to my LinkedIn. I wrote a whole article about the story and gave tips on situational awareness, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is we paid attention. We saw him see us. We understood that he was not trying to cross the street by the way he was walking. I understood what he was pulling out of his bag by the way he was moving. Then we noticed another guy hiding by a trash can who was probably going to come after he had stopped us, right? Um, 
You know, my friend understood my movements. When she saw my hands, she understood what I was going to do. She didn't ask no questions. She said, what's wrong? What's wrong? What you doing? You don't want nobody on your team like that because that's just too much. Stop asking me questions and let's keep it moving. You're the driver. So you either got to run them over, which she said she was going to do, or you got to you swear when we hit, you know what I mean? We need to be a team. So situationally aware, I know who I'm going out with. I know that that person understands I'm a shooter. I know that person understands I got a gun. I know that person understands that I'm always going to be situationally aware. Therefore, if I do something, don't ask me questions. Just do it because I'm doing it for our safety. But if you're with a bunch of people who's going to ask you a million questions while something's going on, then y'all going to die just by you wasting time answering questions. It's not a Q&A. I said, duck, get down. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure that you have somebody else with you that's situationally aware if you're going to go out. And if you're going out and you know these people aren't situationally aware, be on your P's and Q's with yourself. You can't save everybody. But most of the time, black people see other black people run. They just, you know, they run too. But so, you know, in the end of the story, nothing happened. He kind of, he didn't step out of the way all the way. He just turned towards the side and let the... He thought he was letting the car go, but she was going to run right through him. He turned to the side, let the car go. And we talked about it for days after. Because I'm saying it really, really fast. But it was like so many things that happened. He was staring at me. We made eye contact. We never stopped making eye contact. He had his thing on his like this. And, you know, he was starting to really act like he was going to try to approach the car. And it was ridiculous because, sir, you was about to have your mom crying for real because um, what, what I'm not doing is dying by my dominant mom. Absolutely not. Okay? Like, seriously. Anyway. So, you want to make sure because you never know when something like that can happen to you. Right? You never know when something like that happens to you. So, you always want to make sure that you um, have situational awareness as a tool on your imaginary duty belt. Now, speaking of tools, because now we're going to go into tools, right? Speaking of tools, I want to give some firearm suggestions. People always ask me for suggestions. I never give them because I don't like giving suggestions. But here's a firearm suggestion for today because on a regular basis, this is kind of an intro episode of my podcast. And so... I was spending a lot of time explaining what the podcast was going to be, but on another episode, there actually will be a drink of the week, a cigar of the week, and a firearm of the week, ATF, alcohol, tobacco, firearms. Um, So what I want to say is I am fond of Glocks. I am a Glock person. I do shoot other things. I do like other things, but I'm a Glock person. They're practical. There's no frills. I'm just, I'm a plain Jane. So the Glock 43X is this week's suggestion. I have a Glock 43, no X, because it was on sale in New York and I had it shipped to Maryland because I I knew for sure I wasn't finding it at that price anywhere else. I spent like 300 bucks at, um, ah, I forgot the name of the place, Kalibs, Calibra. Kalibs, Kalava. Y'all know what I'm talking about in, in Buffalo. I got it from there. It's kind of like Dick's, but bigger and better. And now I can't remember the name for some reason. But I got a Glock 43. But the Glock 43X 
has a better grip, a longer grip, longer grip and magazine situation. It is um, shoots very well. I don't usually particularly like really small compact firearms because I don't like the recoil. I don't like the way they shoot. This one shoots very well, just like if you had a full size Glock. Um, and the one right above that, I believe now is that Glock 48. You should try the Glock 48 as well. Now, um, I did have a conversation recently with a young lady in my class who didn't understand what she was saying when she was saying it. So this is what I'm going to explain. A Glock is the manufacturer. The Glock is who made the gun. Glock. That's the company name. 48 is the model number. 43X is the model number. What it takes as far as ammo is that third number on the gun. 9 millimeter. 380, 45, 40, right? So there's Glock is who made it. The first number is the model number, not the ammo number, not the caliber, not the ammunition. It's the model number. And then you got the ammunition, nine millimeter. You got, so when people say 40, okay, it's a 40, but they're really saying the caliber as the name when really it could be something else called something else made by whoever, and it takes 40. So I just want people to, you know, when you're, when you're buying guns and you go in the store, don't go in the store and say, yeah, I'm looking for a 40. It's not boys in the hood, y'all. So we got to do better, right? Now, before I jump off this, right, um, I want to know, should I do this every Monday at 5 or should I do this every Monday at 7? What are your thoughts on that? Um, is there a cigar you want me to try? Is there a firearm you want to talk about? Um, I do have some people who are going to be coming on board as sponsors, gun shops. So I will be able to actually bring a firearm and show you the firearm. If it is a suggestion that that gun shop does carry, I can also do that. Um, so that, you know, we'll be doing, um, I'm not going to smoke the whole cigar because it takes me a good hour, hour and a half to smoke a whole cigar, especially if I'm chatting, especially if I'm running my mouth. There we go. Especially if I'm running my mouth, it takes me even longer. So check this out. Somebody sent a request. You want to come on my live? Um, I would if it was a regular live, but we are actually doing my YouTube podcast live as well. So they won't be able to see you or hear you that much. So I'm not going to do it. But maybe when I get off, I'll do it. But listen to my Facebook and my Instagram followers, people who are watching. Next week, you're going to have to watch Monday, Gunday, quotation marks. Industry Talk Podcast, you're going to have to watch it on YouTube. So go to I Am Jazz, the CEO on YouTube, or you can listen to Industry Talk Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But what I wanted to say is it always takes very long for me to smoke a whole cigar. So I'm not going to do that now right here on live. But um, my review on this cigar is simple. 
It is magnificent. It is definitely a cigar that I recommend for beginners and veterans. It is um, not mild, so most new cigar smokers want to try Connecticut's. People tell them to do really um, mild cigars, but I do think that this will give you a good flavor to work with. Something you could say, oh, I absolutely don't like this, or actually, it's a very complex cigar. It starts off spicy, vanilla, and then it goes smooth and buttery, and it turns into nutty. Now, what you have which I'll actually do some videos on, on my YouTube. But what you have is you have the first third, you have the second third, and then you have the third third. You have three areas to where sometimes the whole flavor profile could change on a cigar. It's the most magnificent thing I've ever discovered. And if you're drinking while you're smoking, the flavor profile can change as well, just like I said earlier. So you want to just make sure that you take time to figure out the pairs you like. Um, I pair all, all my cigars that I've ever tried. I pair them with cigar um, coffee. I'm a big coffee person. I just got a brand new coffee grinder in the mail today. I am going to use it and post it tomorrow. But listen, you want to make sure whatever your favorite thing is to do, find a cigar to go with that. If you like drinking coffee and you want to smoke cigars, pair with that. Pour over, you know, uh, French press, Nepresso, the Keurig, whatever it is is your thing. And you want to smoke cigars? Pair with that. It doesn't have to be a drink. It doesn't have to be at all. One thing you want to watch out for is the ash. I usually let my ash get really, really long, and then it falls on my clothes. I don't care anymore because I like having my ash really, really long. And I've beaten my record several times, and I continue to go. But right now, just for you know, video purposes, I wanted to show you cutting it and storing it after you started smoking it. So I've been ashing and I had to relight it. So I've been ashing. So, but usually I do not ash my cigars. And so that is my recommendation too, because it keeps that flavor in and it, and it keeps you tasting all the complexity that the cigar has to offer. So my, if I had to do one scale to one to 10 on this cigar, on this uh, Rocky Patel Empire, New York Tobacconist Association cigar, NYTA, I would give it a 10. It It's just good. It doesn't give that nasty taste in the back of your mouth. Sometimes cigars do. Um, the smoke is great. The cloud is good. The burn is great. Um, I really like the band. I think it's very, you know, cute. The leaves and the blue and the yellow. And you see I match. <laughs> um, you know, the taste of the wrapper is not very like, mm, I'm eating leaves, I'm eating tobacco. So that's really good too. Um, the roll is really good, very um, cowboyish looking, but, um, and then the complexity of the cigar is really good. So this is a 10 out of a 10. This is the cigar of the week. So I'll probably be posting some photos and some videos throughout my um, Instagram and Facebook and um, YouTube of this. So. This is the cigar of the week, and I just think that you should definitely try this. Yes, you can only get it from Western New York. Um, I got this from Tinderbox in Depew, and I think if you call, you can get it shipped to you. So you should definitely try that. And that is my recommendation. 10 out of 10, definitely call um, Tinderbox in Depew and get you a box. That's where I got my box. Um, just to wrap that up, Black women, start protecting yourselves. Um, stop using non-knowledge as an excuse to be a victim and an easy target. Um, we're going to work all month on you becoming not an easy target. 
women in general, but Black History Month, we're going to work on you not becoming a target and not depending on anybody. And that's not saying you got to be all manly and macho. That's just saying that you got to be smart about your protection of yourself and your children and the people around you. Um, and then the gun of the week is a Glock 43X. Um, very good. Um, this is kind of what it looks like, a little bit of what it looks like. Um, but it's a little bigger. If you can see my pinky and I got small hands, so my pinky falls off that. And even if I put the magazine in my pinky still, but I got a extended magazine so that it would be, so it's not flush like it would be. So my pinky hits the bottom of my magazine because I have a magazine that's extended. Um, and the only downfall I think of carrying something like this um is that you don't have as many bullets as usual um of course you know it's a small compact firearm so you're getting 10 to 1 in the chamber um and if you're in dc there is no 10 to 1 in the chamber i like to say that because people confuse stuff their law is you can only have 10 rounds so if you put one in the chamber you now have 11 rounds so what you want to do is you want to absolutely have 10 and none in the chamber or nine and one in the chamber. That's a little tidbit, a little law tidbit for you because to protect yourself is to know the laws. Gotta know, you can't just be yelling out, I know the law. Gotta protect yourself by knowing the law. So that is Industry Talk Podcast today. That is all I got for you today. Um, Facebook, Instagram, thank you for tuning in. Um, YouTube, thank you for tuning in. And um, I like doing this live because my thoughts don't have to be recorded and changed and, and, and edited, boom, I'm just putting it out, right? Um, and at the top of the screen, you may see a book standing right there. That is my book that I put out last year, Zero to 35, uh, Tips, Techniques, and, and Tactics to Use Before Ever Pulling Your Weapon. That right there is my de-escalation Bible. That right there is something I've created a course on. Um, I use that to create curriculum on de-escalation for everyday citizens, security officers, et cetera. We need more de-escalation in this world. And that is our problem now because the first point of de-escalation is empathy. And if you don't have that for your fellow man, there's no way that you can de-escalate or protect in reality. That is my thoughts. I might dwell on that next episode. But other than that, this is Energy Talk Podcast, episode one. Season, I don't even remember. I think this is season three or four. So if you want to listen to the old episodes, you can go on Spotify or you can go on Apple Podcasts to listen to the old episodes. And I mean, I have three seasons and the first season was actually about hip hop. It wasn't even about <laughs> security. It's actually about hip hop. One of my most viewed um, interviews was with Rakim and Eric B., I got to go behind stay, uh, backstage. I got to hang out with Yo-Yo. Um, so listen, you can listen to that or watch that on YouTube as well. Um, and that's just, you know, the beginning. I didn't even have hair back then. So, but now this is what it is. And I'll see y'all next time. Y'all let me know. Let me know what time you think this should air every Monday. You know, let me know if you like my little scenery background or whatever. Um, let me know topics you want me to talk about. Um, but I just wanted to come on here and encourage black women to protect themselves. 40% of 8.4 billion people, million people, 
40% of those people were women who understood that they had to take their own safety into their own hands and they bought firearms. You should be a part of that percentage. That is my thing that I wanted to tell you. And that's it. So I'm going to stop the recording.